hear me out there? I got my ears in, so I can't. Oh, there it is. I put those ears in, I can't tell anything. Hallelujah. Well, listen, we're going to go to the Lord this morning in prayer, and then we're going to worship. Amen. Can we do that? Mm-hmm. Let me turn this thing down a little bit. Hallelujah. I'm wearing, a wireless, I'm, I'm wearing wireless ears, so y'all better be careful. I done told the cameraman he better watch. Maybe some running. Who knows? So let's pray. Come on. Father, we thank you that we have made it through the ice apocalypse, whatever people want to call it. And Lord, we thank you that we are still here, that you made a way even in the midst of all that craziness. And Lord, I just am so gracious and humbled by your presence. And Lord, I pray that you would just have your way in this place today, oh God. Lord, we are here with one purpose, and that is to worship you. Okay, maybe some more purposes, to love you, to, to, to be in your presence. And God, we just want to be with you today, and we want to just make you smile down upon us. So, Lord, we ask today that you would accept this worship, praise. Oh, Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Have your way. Come on, stand up with me, and we're going to sing a little bit. We're going to sing a little bit before we do the worship. As you can tell, I'm, I'm, I'm doing singing duty today, so y'all are going to have to help me. That's all right. I like to sing anyways. So, hallelujah. Y'all ready to worship this morning? Come on, go ahead.
this morning. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. You can go ahead and be seated for a couple minutes. Whew. You know, I like to sing, but I like not playing piano and singing much better. Mm. Well, our, our drummer told us that he wasn't feeling good, and, you know, we don't like to share around here. Uh, so we told him to keep it at home. And, you know, Megan has some sickness in their family. We told her the same thing. Uh, you know, so, and Becca's almost done with school, so she's been out on our Sundays. Uh, so, you know what? Hey, man, we're all stepping up and having a good time. That just means I get to dance more tonight. Well, today. Hallelujah. I love to dance, man. I love to worship. It's just kind of hard back there, you know? So, listen, it's good to see everybody. Um, I, I, will, I will assume by the lack of phone calls that uh, everybody made it okay. Uh, we did get one call of a busted pipe, and we were able to go help. Luckily, I had a cap, and we were able to do that. But uh, hopefully everybody else made it through. Uh, if you had any problems and, and something maybe we can help with, just let us know. You know, we've got some guys uh, that, that don't mind helping out. And uh, I've got a bunch of stuff at the house. Maybe we can help you out with it. You know, we'll see. But I'm just glad that, that the, uh, the ice is finally melting. Listen, I brought my wife's car out for the first time since uh, last Sunday. Today, I was wondering if it was even going to start because, you know, it hadn't moved. Uh, and some of y'all probably like my wife. She didn't even leave the house till like, what, Friday night finally? I, we, we talked her into actually putting her shoes on. And, uh, yeah. You know, so, and with no internet, she couldn't even work from home, you know, so yeah, it's been an interesting week, but hallelujah. Listen, I want you to look in your bulletin for a minute here, and uh, there's a couple things. There's a, there's a big, long article on the left, and I'm going to uh, read to you a little bit later uh, when we get to the sermon portion. It, it is about the Brownsville Revival and a gentleman that spoke to the uh, evangelist Steve Hill about it, uh, and you know, we've got our, our weekly Bible verse in here, Isaiah 43, 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Amen. I, I truly believe that in this season, God is doing something different. Uh, you know, like I've told you before, that I, I'm not really interested in going back to normal. Uh, I did not go through everything I went through in 2020 for uh, somebody to tell me I got to go back and be the same way I was. Uh, I, I don't want to go around that mountain again. Uh, and if you look at how crazy the world is becoming today, and I'm not even talking about people, what we deal with 2020 with all that craziness, and then we've got seven days of ice and snow, and, you know, yeah, it's just been crazy. But I'm trying to mess with the ACs while we're doing this. So God is doing a new thing, and we need to pay attention to what he is doing. Amen. Uh, so, and also there's the uh, membership in there. Listen, if you've been coming and, you know, for a while and you feel God wants you to connect with our family here, you know, at, at New Life, grab one of the membership packets back there. It's one per adult and, uh, fill it out and turn it into us. We'd love for you to be a part of our family if this is where God wants you to be. Um, but just remember though, that, that, you know, we're a family that fights together. We're a family that stays together and we're also a family that serves together. So, um, we, everybody here, we, we know they're serving in some capacity and doing something, amen? And as the church grows, we're going to need more people to do that, amen? So we've got all that stuff. Uh, don't forget also about uh, Right Now Media. Uh, right Now Media is, is a service that we have. It's got over 10,000 video Bible studies. It's got movies. It's got documentaries. It's got children's movies, uh, Bible studies. Uh, yeah, there's over 10,000 of them on there, and it's completely free to you. 
Okay, we, we pay a small fee here at the church, and if you want it, I just need your email address, and I can give it to you, and you can get it on your phone, you can get it on your computer. Uh, we watch documentaries and, and Bible studies, and it's got all kind of stuff on there, amen? Uh, they've even got lessons on there. If you want to start a Bible study at home, talk to me. There's lessons on there. You can print out all the stuff, and you can watch the video together, and they give you all the paperwork, so all you got to do is just do the Bible study, you know? Or if you want friends, there's, there's many different things, so... You know, utilize this service to help in your homes with your children and your family. Amen? So, all right. Y'all know how much I love announcements. Hallelujah. So, uh, let's move on to something I do enjoy. Not worship. I enjoy giving also. So, but I enjoy giving, um, you know, the 20 plus years of serving the Lord. I make my living on my giving. And, and the word of God has instructs me and has taught me so many things about, about giving and sowing and reaping. That, you know, I, we were talking the other day about, you know, should, should you give this as a tithe and this as a tithe? Listen, I, I don't get legalistic on it. The Bible tells me that the first 10% belong to the Lord, and I give it to him. And, and if, you know, if I tithe on something and come to find out, God says, well, that really wasn't a tithe. That was an offering. Okay, then I'm above. Uh, it's, you know, uh, I just give because I know I can. I give because he's blessed me, and I sow. There are things that I give on top of my ties, and I say, Lord, you, you know I have a need, and, and I'm believing for this to be met. And so I'll, I'll sow a seed in that. It's the same thing the church did when we sent those 250-some-odd Bibles to Sri Lanka and India. We sowed a seed to send Bibles to those pastors in those countries purposely so that we can reach our area. That's, that's why we did it. Because those pastors are going to reach those countries because they're in charge of hundreds of other pastors and, and people. And so we're going to reach our city. We're sowing seeds there that we will reach it here. Amen. So I believe in sowing and reaping. And you know what? That's why I'm a giver. I make my living on my giving. Amen. So today, if you're here as a visitor, we're not asking you to give anything. We're not trying to get any money out of you. It's not what this is about. Uh, but we do believe in giving. And you can give, it's on the screen. You can go to the website, newlifeag.church. Go right there to giving. You can text 73256 to NLM New Life Marksville, and it'll send you a link, and you can go to, that brings you straight to the website and stuff like that. Or you can write a check. We take those too. We take cash even. Uh, you know, during the storm, there was a lot of places weren't taking credit cards. Luckily, I had some cash in my pocket. I never have cash. I was like, hallelujah, Lord, thank you for preparing me. <laughs> So, but here in a minute, we're going to have our, one of our guys come around. We, we got our students that come around and, uh, we got one back there today. Hallelujah. He's going to be working. So we're going to pray and we're going to let him come around with the bucket and he's going to receive that. And if also, if you're visiting and you filled out one of the cards, please drop it in there. If you're done with it, uh, we'd love to, to connect with you. So let's pray. And, uh, oh, there we go. We got a second one. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray and then we're going to, uh, receive the offering. So Father, we, again, we thank you for your presence, and I thank you for your word. And I thank you that it is true, and, Lord, it works every time. So today, Lord, we come giving our tithes. We come bringing an offering, and I pray that you would bless it, Lord. Smile down upon it. Lord, multiply it in the life of the giver. Multiply it here in the church. Lord, we, we use that money to, to connect with people and to help reach the lost and hurting around the world. But, Lord, as I always ask, help us to reach the lost and hurting right here in our own community. Use this money to reach them, Father. We ask this all in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that, say amen this morning. Amen. amen. Well, thank you for giving. The guys are going to go ahead and come around. Y'all go ahead, guys. So they're going to go ahead and do that.
You know, in your bulletin, there's also a, uh, on, on the inside, there's a, a little thing called a QR code for us older people. Uh, you just put your camera on that on your smartphone, and it pulls up a thing. You press the button. It brings you straight to the website. That's pretty cool. Um, it does all those, those cool things like that. So, so listen, as they're doing that, let me go ahead and, and give you my, my weekly spiel. The building has been disinfected. I, I fog it between every service. We fog the flags and all of that. If you want to worship with the flag, we have them up front. Feel free to worship with the flag, but when you're done with it, just leave it on your chair or put it on the floor. Don't put it back uh, because I want to make sure I, I disinfect it for you so that next time you come, you can come worship again. Amen. We believe in worship. We believe in having fun. Uh, I don't like boring church. Amen. So, and uh, I'm stalling right now, letting the kids finish. Am, am I doing okay? Okay. Uh, thank you, Rylan. My son back there. It's always an honor to get to, to, get to uh, sing with him playing drums. You know, you guys don't know, but he's up here just about every afternoon for a couple hours practicing drums. Uh, I think he's doing it to get out of the house personally, but no. Uh, he really is an amazing drummer, and uh, he, he practices just about every day. Uh, sometimes we have to fight for the space because I want to pray, and he wants to practice drums. So, you know, but that's okay. Uh, you know, no, Rylan, no. It's not a good time. All right, let's stand up and get ready. We're going we're gonna to do some real worship now. The first song is just a praise song, having fun. Become, well, we're going to battle in, amen? There's, there's people right now that, that may be in this room. Let me teach you on this for just a second. There may be people in this room that are struggling, and, and they would love to be able to enter in like you to worship. But they're sitting there saying, I can't get there today. But you know what? You can help get them there. You can worship and allow your spirit to just be free with what God is doing and, and just allow that presence to start flowing through this place and it will help them. Amen. Don't ever hold back your worship. Don't ever hold back your worship. He, he is worthy. Amen. Hallelujah. Ready?
from the heart of God, the flood of heaven crashing over us. The tide is rising, rising. Come on, bursting, bursting up from the ground. We feel it now, bursting, bursting up from the ground. We feel it now. We come alive. you but I come to worship this morning Jesus father we thank you for your presence let that that river flow father you said it would flow from our bellies let it flow today oh God Lord we pray that our praise in this place Lord would just tug upon your presence today Lord and as we tug upon your presence it would just flow out of this facility Lord it would hit the people's driving by Lord as we we have read about in revivals past that your presence would go forth Lord that that the jails would be empty Lord that the hospitals would be empty 
Lord, is the story that I read that the boat captain called in because people were passing out and speaking in unknown languages that they thought they had a plague. And when they sent a doctor, he said, you don't have a plague. You've got the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, we pray that our community would be changed by your presence and by your word. God, you are awesome. You know, there's a reason why I changed our Sunday service to being revival services. I believe every Sunday we should come together and celebrate the, what God has been doing and come back and get another fresh touch so that we can go back into the community and fight some more, amen? Because he is the God of revival. He has revived you if you've saved. He has revived your spirit. It is alive. It is alive, no longer dead. I've seen what you can do. Your power has no end. The things you've done before in greater measure, you will do them again. Come on, let's sing that part again. You ready? I've seen what you can do, oh God of wonder. Your power has no end. The things you've done before in greater measure, you will do them again. There's no prison wall you can break through, no mountain you can No, no. 
victory and now you're seated forever on your throne sing that right there again come on we got to sing that you rose in victory and now you're seated forever on your throne so why should my heart fear what you've defeated i will trust in you cannot live a defeated life regardless of what this world tries to say about you or to put on you you have already overcome by the blood of the lamb by the word of your testimony you are victorious why because we serve the champion he won it all come on he won it all mm. So hard to see it Took me so long to believe it You choose someone like me To carry your victory Affection could never end You give what we don't deserve it You take the broken thing Raise him to glory. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you've won. I am who you say I am. You crown me with confidence. I am seated in the heavenly place. Undefeated with the one who has conquered it all. I've tried so hard to see it. Just 
am seated in the heavenly place undefeated by the power of your name I am seated in the heavenly place undefeated with the one who has conquered it that would be Jesus if you don't know that would be Jesus, the one and only, the name above all names, the name above all names. Well, listen, if you're here and you have a need this morning, I just want you to raise your hand and say, God, here I am. Years ago, I heard my best friend pray this prayer and I have never forgot it. You know, I've prayed for thousands of people. But you know, that night I heard him pray, oh God, here I am, standing in the need. Here I am, oh God, not my brother or sister, my mother or father, but me, oh God, standing in need. Sometimes we've just got to raise our hand and say, God, here I am. I need a fresh touch today. Here I am, God, I need comfort. I need guidance and wisdom. I need a miracle to move in my family. Can I tell you that when you're standing in his presence, just call out, just call out. The atmosphere is changing now.
Give him praise this morning. Give him praise this morning. Come on. Turn to somebody and give him a spiritual high five since you can't run over and give him a high five and hug on him and love on him. Hallelujah. Listen, is God amazing or what? Come on. You can go ahead and try to be seated. Our, our children are going to get ready to go to the back back here with our children's leaders. Hallelujah. Wolf, it's good to see you, man. Yeah, they kept you out there during the freeze. Oh, thank you. Oh, you... <laughs> Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm going to change this mic for you, Micah. Hallelujah. I'm going to take these off. I don't need them anymore. I love that wireless pack, but I tell you what, I'm staying up there. Don't worry. I'm just coming to get my Bible. Cookie, I found the halls. They were under my Bible. We keep halls up there for the singers, you know. And uh, you know what works really good is pickle juice. It does. But you can't use the kosher pickles. That's the problem. You got to use those nasty pickles. I'm serious. I, I had a really bad sore throat one week, and I had to lead worship. It was when I was in Eunice, and then I had to preach. And I was hungry, so I stopped by the store. And, well, actually, no, I went to our cafe, and we had the ballpark, you know, those nasty ones you buy at the football field. Yeah, you know the ones they paid about a penny for, and they charge you $1.50? Those. Uh, and I started eating that, and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And, you know, if you ever work in youth ministry, can we tell you how to make a lot of money? Take the little bitty cups and put the pickle juice in it and freeze it. Because you can charge them a quarter for that, and you were throwing it away anyways. Uh, so that one jar can make 100 bucks off of it pretty easy. Uh, and the kids don't care. But so I started sucking on that. and I'm like, man, this is good. So I gargle with it a little bit. And so there's actually weeks that you laugh, but we may have some little cups up here. And, and those that are singing may actually be grabbing a little pickle juice from time to time. Hey, whatever works, whatever works, because we, we're actually here at 8 o'clock singing and practicing until about 9, 9, 15, and then we turn around at 10 and come back and do that again for another 45 minutes, and yeah, it, it wears on you. It wears on you a little bit. So grab your Bibles this morning. We're going to talk a few minutes. What did I call this thing? Uh, there we go, the wall. I'm terrible at, at titles. Y'all know that, uh, but I never did title it here. I titled it up there. I'm going to talk to you about the wall, but we're going to go to Luke chapter 10 first. Uh, I just want to share something with you that, uh, I don't know, it'll fit in there somewhere along the way, I'm sure. But it was just something that the Lord showed me that I was like, you know what, I want to share that as well. Um, Luke chapter 10, we'll have all the uh, scriptures on the screen as well for you. Luke chapter 10, verse 38, look at this in the NIV as well. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. 
She came to him, being Jesus, and, and asked, Lord, do you, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work I'm adding, all the work by myself? Tell her to come help me. Jesus looked at her and said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. You know, through the years, I've heard that preached one way, and then the Lord gave me a different version to look at, right? Because, you know, we, we know that the physical side of this is that Martha should have been sitting at Jesus' feet, but when you look at the Scripture, she was upset. And, and what the Lord showed me was is there's a lot of people in the church that are upset, just like Martha, because they want to be sitting at Jesus' feet, but the problem is is they've got stuck in a rut working too much in the church. Just think about that. Let that hit home. I know personally I got stuck behind a sound booth for many, many years, and I wanted out bad because I, I, just, it was, I was up there early. I was there late. I never got to enjoy myself because I take it very serious when I serve. I don't want to miss anything. And, and the Lord showed me that the problem wasn't let me rephrase that. The problem was is that too many people just wanted to come sit at the master's feet knowing that there was a meal to be made. If they would have got up and helped Martha, Martha would have been done with the meal and she could have went back and enjoyed it also. But Martha being the woman of the house, it was all her responsibility to make sure that falls into the church as well. We do the same thing in the church. Well, it's not my responsibility, it's theirs. And, but you know what? When, when I was... Praying last night, you know, Sunday nights or Saturday nights, I don't generally get a lot of sleep, but I actually stayed up playing this crazy little game on my phone for a little while, just relaxing. And then the Lord kept speaking to me, so I kept taking notes, which, you know, he wake me up sometimes, I'll take notes. And then about 2 o'clock this morning, the internet came on, and my phone started flooding with emails. So, of course, I had to look. And, and so I was taking more notes, and, yeah, so it was a late night or early morning. I don't know whatever you want to call it. But, you know, the Lord showed me one other thing in there, and I was just like, how many versions of this story can I get, Lord? I love it. I love it. Look at this part. Look at it this way. I want, I want you to see it from a spiritual side now. We've looked at the physical side, and you've looked at my opinion. Now let's look at the spiritual side. Martha wanted to do all these things, but her spirit named Mary knew what was good to do. Rephrase that. I knew what the best thing to do would have been to put my game down and maybe spend some more time praying when the Lord was speaking to me. My flesh was weak because I enjoyed the game, but my spirit was willing. Can we look at that scripture from a spiritual connotation? How many times is the Lord speaking to us about things and his presence is even here in the church and we're focused on, is that long-winded preacher going to let me get out of here to go to the restaurant today? I gotta beat the Baptist, you know. And 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 then I gotta be there before the Pentecostals. There's a gap, you know, that you have to try to fit. Especially especially certain restaurants in town. You gotta fit that gap, you know. I try to let y'all out in time too. I really do. And uh, not really, I don't have no clock in here. There's not one. There's one on my iPad, but I don't really pay attention to it. But but you know how many times is our spirit so willing, but our body says no? And I'm like, Lord, that is an amazing picture right there. It is. And I know what he was doing was fussing at me because I really should have been sleeping. 
my wife's over there. Stop, baby. You make me look bad. So, anyways, it reminds me of Matthew chapter 26. I'm going to put this up there. And then we're going to get to the actual message that I wanted to preach about today. Matthew chapter 26, verse 40 and 41. Look, look at what Jesus, remember they were out praying and he says, pray with me. And what did they do? They went to sleep. You know, I, I wonder sometimes, man, I am way off track, but it'll be okay. I wonder sometimes if they would have had smartphones, what they would have been doing. <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm the worst. Like, like, if we've got a guest speaker, I'm down there and I'm adjusting the air conditions because I do all that from my phone when you see me doing that. I'm checking the live stream and I'm taking notes. and We get so distracted by technology, by technology, you know. But look at this, Matthew 26, 40, 41. It says, then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. He found them playing Candy Crush or whatever your game is. No idea why people enjoy that game. Couldn't you men and women keep watch with me for just one hour? But then he asked it to Peter. Hmm. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Because your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. It's a constant battle for us. It's a constant battle for us. All right, so we're going to get to where I actually wanted to share today. I could have just preached a whole message on that, honestly. But I really felt the Lord wanted me to give, share this today, and that was just dessert before the meal. We'll call it that, yeah. Flip over to Daniel chapter 5. We're going to stay in Daniel chapter 5. The Lord has had me in Daniel quite a bit here lately. I'm trying not to, I'm, I'm really trying to be good. I know where my mark is. If you're visiting with me, the problem is I don't like preaching up here. I like to preach right there. <laughs> But as the church is growing, we're making plans so that when people sit in the balcony, they can see, which is more needful than me being down there and being comfortable. And I'll be all right. I promise. I'm old enough. I'll get over it. I just complain about it to my wife and to the worship team. And they just laugh at me. We were laughing this morning because I, I, I told the cameraman up there, I told him, I said, if I start yelling at you, get ready. You better start zooming out, you know. All right, Daniel chapter 5, verse 1. I'm, I'm going to read a lot of scripture, but I need to so you will understand where we're at. King Belshazzar gave a great banquet for a thousand of his nobles and drank wine with them. While Belshazzar was drinking his wine, he gave orders to bring in the gold and silver goblets that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem. Now, let's stop. What are we talking about now? We're talking about... This came out of the holy place. And they're fixing to have a party with it. Whew. All right. They're taken from the temple in Jerusalem so that the kings and nobles and his wives and his concubines might drink from them. My God. So they brought in the gold goblets that had been taken from the temple of God in Jerusalem, and the king and his nobles and wives and concubines drank from them. As they drank the wine, they praised the gods of gold and silver, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Mm -mm. Suddenly a finger of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall near the lampstand in the royal palace. The king watched the hand as it wrote. Now, can I just take a side note right here? I don't know if I would have stayed. <laughs> Now, I love what the NIV puts next, 
But I'm just being honest, okay? Now, being that I'm a believer and, and I, I've read the Bible a few times, I understand I probably now would have fell flat on my face and just started repenting of things that I have no clue that I ever did just to make sure. I'd make up things, okay? <laughs> I'm getting ahead. I'm going to go. Okay. So suddenly a finger of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall near the lampstand in the royal palace. The king watched this hand as it wrote. His face turned pale, and he was so frightened that his legs became weak, and his knees were knocking. Now, if we go with that scripture, he couldn't run. So uh, the king summoned the enchanters, astrologers, diviners. Then he said to these wise men of Babylon, Whoever reads this writing and tells me what it means will be clothed in purple and have a gold chain placed around their neck, and he will be made the third highest ruler in the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the writing or tell the king what it meant. Jump down to verse 18 now. Now we're down here to Daniel. Daniel says, Your majesty, the most high God, gave your father Nebuchadnezzar sovereignty and greatness and glory and splendor. Because of the high position he gave him, all the nations and peoples of every language dreaded and feared him. Those the, kings wanted to put, the king wanted to put to death, he put to death. Those he wanted to spare, he spared. Those he wanted to promote, he promoted. And those he wanted to humble, he humbled. But when his heart became arrogant and hardened with pride, he was deposed from his royal throne and stripped of his glory. He was driven away from people and given the mind of an ample animal. He lived with the wild donkeys and ate grass like the ox, and his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until he acknowledged the most high God is sovereign over all the kingdoms on earth and set over them anyone he wishes. God basically turned him into an animal. You think about it that way. Think about that. Thank God he doesn't do that to us to humble us anymore. But he probably needs to. I saw a post on Facebook one day. It said, Jesus needs to take his flip-flop off and pop you upside the head. <laughs> you know, which that's what grandma used to do. Which my grandma never did that. She just went and got a switch. But that's a different story. But let's keep going. Verse 22, but you, Belshazzar, his son, have not humbled yourself, though you knew all of this. Look at this. Though you knew this, you knew what God did, and look what you've done anyways. Isn't that us sometimes? We know. We know what Jesus died for. We've accepted his death, his, his work, his work on the cross, his death, his resurrection. We've accepted his blood, and then we turn right around. And we grab those holy things, and we start idolizing other things with them. We live lives that are not pleasing to God. We do that same thing. We may not have taken it out of the temple, but know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? The spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells inside of you as a believer. And we watch things we should never watch. We listen to things. We say things we should never say. 
And I'm getting way ahead of myself, so I need to finish reading the scripture. But you, Belshazzar, his son, have not humbled yourself, though you knew all of this. Instead, you have set yourself up against the Lord of heaven. You had the goblets from his temple brought to you. You and your nobles, your wives, and your concubines drank wine from them. You praised the gods of silver and gold and of Apple and Android and Mac and PC and NFL and NBA and whatever else we can call. I'm going to keep going. But cannot see our heart or understand. But you did not honor the God who holds in his hand your life and all your ways. Therefore, he sent the hand that wrote the inscription, and this is the inscription that was written. Mene, mene, nekel, parsin. Here is what the word means, mene. God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. Tekel, you have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Then at Belshazzar's command, Daniel was clothed in purple and a gold chain was placed around his neck. And he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. That very night, Belshazzar, king of Babylonians, was slain. And Darius the Mede took over the kingdom at the age of 62. We look at these stories a lot of times as, you know, this is just an Old Testament story. It has no application in my life today because God just forgives me. Church, can I tell you that the wall, the writing is on the wall. We are in a new season. And you, can, I, can I tell you this? God is requiring more of his people than he did yesterday, than he did last year. It is time for the church to rise up and be the holy people of God we were called to be. He did not die for you to live your life the way you wanted to. How is it that, that he reached down where you were and pulled you up out of the miry clay, right? He pulled you up and he formed you and he did all, and then you run away and do what you want. Why is it that we still profess that I'm a Christian and there's no fruit in your life? The things that come out of our mouth, the things that we do, that we wear, all the things. How is it that we're taking this temple of the Holy Ghost and, and putting such demonic things upon them? So many times in our culture here in Louisiana, it, we, we go to church to fulfill our religious obligation. We do our things. We, we read our Bible because we're supposed to. Not that we're trying to learn anything. When was the last time you read the scripture and just said, God, show me something new? Show me something more than face value. Remember months ago, I, I told you about the scripture that I've asked the Lord about so many times so many times, uh, he finally led me to the answer. And I'm going to share this with you in a minute. But I'm trying to get you to understand that word is alive. And it should be permeating inside your heart and in your mind and your spirit and bringing life to you. And if you're not changing, are you any better than Belshazzar and all the people sitting at the table? Listen, in this hour, God is separating things out. I've heard way too many times of, of people that have been preaching the gospel, that have been living in hidden sin, that are being exposed. People that are preaching the gospel that they never even believed. And it's being exposed, and they're being pulled down. Ministries that have grown super large, and people were pouring money into it because they thought they were doing things, and they're being exposed. It's time for we, the people of the church, the living church of God, to be who God has called us to be, separate yourself from this world well that's a legalistic view listen 
I rise and fall on this. That's the only thing I got to live by. And as I've told you before, I found a mistake in my Bible, but I accept it anyways. It says the, the. It has the twice. I accept it. My pastor used to say I, I accept it from Genesis to the maps, even when they drew them wrong. Why? Because this is all I got to go on. And we've got to start looking at things. We've got to start looking at what God is doing. Grab your, your bulletin real fast. I want, to, I want to share this with you. This was a, a pastor that, that asked Steve Hill. Steve Hill was the evangelist down in Brownsville. It said, at the height of the Brownsville revival, Steve Hill was asked by a fellow minister, how did you know it was revival? What happened that made you and Pastor Kilpatrick realize what was starting on Father's Day morning? How many people have ever went on YouTube and watched that Father's Day service? Go watch it. Did you find anything amazing about it? Really, I didn't. I didn't see anything different than what I would have seen anywhere else that, that I could have. It was an amazing move of the Holy Spirit. But I didn't see what I would have expected, see, my mind, should have happened at the revival that was going to last for years and touch millions of people. To me, it almost looked like it was a good service. <laughs> but look at what he said. And once I read this, I started remembering the things, and I saw it. You see how easy it could just pass us by? How easy things can go by if we're not paying attention? As a minister, I'm looking for the move. I'm looking for the whole side of the building and, you know, guys jumping up out of wheelchairs, and I wasn't seeing all that. Look at what he said. He said something that has stayed with me. The people embraced what the Holy Spirit was doing. And now when I look back at it and I see that, you see people submitting to the Holy Spirit throughout the congregation and coming to the altars and they were submitting to what the Holy Spirit was doing. He said that at the beginning that Sunday morning it was not the explosive thing we came to experience later on. Steve said that the Holy Spirit began to touch people. One here, one over there, another one in the back and the people and the leaders realized that the Holy Spirit was doing something We've got to get past our agendas. We've got to get past what we think it needs to look like. We've got to get past, well, I don't know if that's God. You know what? Try the Spirit and see if it is. We've got to get past. They recognize the work of the Holy Spirit. And the people embraced it. They embraced what the Holy Spirit was doing. And then they took it to the street. Hold on a second. You mean the Brownsville Revival didn't stay in the building? You mean for the last four years I've been preaching to y'all about let's bring it to the streets? Was right? <laughs> hmm. And the rest is history. Too often we come for the explosive type of service and anything less is a disappointment. Is the explosive service your need or the Holy Spirit working? Which one do you really need? Listen, I love the revival atmosphere. I love the energy, the excitement, and all of that. But you know what I love even more than that? Is to watch God touch somebody. I've been sitting in those services where all of a sudden the Holy Spirit of God just hits me and all I can do is turn and cry. And you know what? That excites me. You know why? Because somebody got it. Somebody said, I'm not leaving here the way I came in. I want to be different. 
I don't want to be the guy that's raising up the glass to the false gods anymore. I don't want to be the one that's taking what God's doing and saying it's just common. I don't want to be that guy. God, I've got to have more. So the question I put is, what is stopping you from recognizing the work of the Holy Spirit in your life or even here in the church? Listen, I'll be the first to tell you. Somebody gets up here and starts worshiping with a flag and they all up in the flesh, I'll tell them, sit down. I ain't scared. But you know what? I've worshiped with the flags, lost in the Spirit, and had no, no idea why I was even doing it because I never liked flags. But the Spirit of God got a hold of me. You see, we've, we've got to be people willing to step out because we've been justifying our sin long enough. We've been attending churches that are dead. We've been listening to teachings we knew were untrue, and all they're doing is twisting things. We've been participating in things we knew God did not want us to do. You know, there are things that God told me that I should not do, and they're not listed in the Bible, so therefore, are they sin? Yes, because he told me not to. Why did he tell me that? Because he knows my tendencies, and he's protecting me. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And you know, it took me years to get to that point where I could say, God, you know what? You know better. It was kind of like growing up in the house. My daddy didn't know a thing until one day I figured out he really did. Problem was, I was like in my 40s probably. I learned this one earlier. Why are we practicing Christianity instead of being Christians? Why are you practicing at being a Christian instead of being one? You're a Christian because the blood has bought you. And you submitted to that. And God is saying it's time. It's time. It's time to be different. Because the writing is on the wall. You can see it if you pay attention. Listen, I know people that are homosexual. And I love them. But they also understand that I also believe biblically that homosexuality is a sin. I do. And, but I still love them. And you know what? I'm not going to change what I preach to make a culture happy or to make you happy, or anybody else. Why? Because I know that what God has called me to do and who God has called me. And I want everybody to be free like I'm free. I want everybody to experience freedom. People that find themselves in this area, they call themselves Christian, they practice Christianity, but they're constantly raising up the, the gold and silver goblets. They're playing religious. They've got a form of godliness. Remember the scripture? They deny the power. Why are they denying the power? They're denying the power because they're not allowing themselves to change. Like I've told you before, I've, I've seen blind eyes open personally. I'm not, watch, I'm not talking TV. Ears and feet, and I've watched God do these things. Are those my imagination? Was the person faking it? Well, maybe. Maybe they came up faking it. Just have a hard time believing somebody's deaf or blind. Faking that. Cancer? Disappearing? How, how about this? How about you, you devote yourself to the Lord and you say, God, use me. Show me opportunities. Not long after I got saved, I was in Jacksonville, Florida. We were walking across the street to, from the church. It was a storefront to go get something to drink. I was going to get a Coke. Y'all know I like Coca-Cola. I've been drinking a lot of Coke Zero. I'm trying to get off of them. I'm just saying. They, 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 it's doing wonders. There was a couple sitting at the payphone. That tells you how long ago that was. And it was probably a quarter still. 
I don't know how much they are today, if they even, yeah. So my buddy takes the phone and starts talking to him about Jesus. I'm talking to this guy about Jesus. He hangs up the phone. We start praying with this guy. This guy accepts Jesus sitting right here on the side of the, the building. The lady takes off, and he pulls out just a little wad of, of money that he had in his pocket. And I've told this story again, but it so touched me. This guy was on the phone with the crack house. He was fixing to go buy some crack. We prayed for him. He pulled his money out of his pocket, and he was in tears, and he just had some just balled up money. I have no idea how much was in it. He said, could you bring me home? My wife and kids need this more than I need to fix. Crackheads don't give up their money when they're fiending. But it took people willing to go out and do it. It took people willing to go out. And I say that to say this. It's time we go to the streets. It's time we go to the streets. Don't rely on me. Listen, I'm out every day talking to people about Jesus. I'm always telling people about Jesus. It's just part of who I am. I'm making connections. I'm doing those things. But it's time the church brings it outside. Problem is, is most of us are living in areas in our life that we don't want the world to see. It's time. It's time. We have brought the world into the church too much. We have brought the worldliness into the holy place. And I'm not talking about the church as a holy place. It's holy when God's here. It's a building to be used for his glory. There's nothing special about the building. There's nothing special about this place other than it's been bathed in prayer, bathed in tears, and you get up out of your seat and you come here and God meets you. It's time we stop bringing the worldly things into the holy place, into our homes. We wonder why we don't get sleep at night. We've got to move beyond that if we want God to use us. If we want God to use us. I want to show you one other scripture, and we're going to start closing ourselves out here. Go to Matthew 21. Remember that it's been months now. I've been looking at this one scripture, Matthew 21, 12, and 13. It says, Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all that were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. I have asked the Lord for months why Jesus did that. You know why I asked that question? Because in the Old Testament, it was prescribed that they could sell these things. People traveling could come and buy with money. And somebody said, oh, well, they, that's because they were selling them in, in the building. Is that what it was? Finally, the Lord led me to a place where I found that answer. It was legal to buy and sell. It was legal to do it there. But according to some Jewish sites, that what had happened was it became commerce, not a service. And they began to scout, uh, scout money. They had begun to not scout, but uh, where they, they put the high prices so high. Scalp. Yeah. And, and that's what they were doing. And it even got to the point where the priests were taking money from these guys bribes to let them do it because it was not allowed to be done because in the old testament it told them that a poor person could come and buy for this much 
Now it's a thousand times more. Well, inflation, no. It's because they wanted money. And the, the, the site that I was on showed the different priests through the years and how they changed the rules to allow them to do this more and more and more and more. It was not that they couldn't sell there. It was it had become a business more than it had become a ministry. So Jesus said, it's time to stop. Get, you're robbing people. And there was actually one of the priests uh, along the way that changed it and put it back to the original. Put it back, and this was after Jesus' time. Put it back to the original because poor people couldn't even buy the bird anymore. They couldn't sacrifice anymore. You see, we've been doing the same thing. We run our life like it's a business and it's a holy thing. I go buy and sell, I go to work, I do everything I want, but I never look at what God wants. I heap all these things on me and all I keep doing is heaping more and more things and it makes me more exhausted, it makes me more tired and I can't sleep and in my health and Jesus is here today to tell you, listen, the writing is on the wall. I didn't want you to do it that way. You've been doing it this way thinking that you can get away with it. You know, I've also asked this question to the Lord before. I'm really hoping he doesn't give me a visual. Why was it that Ananias and Sapphira dropped dead for lying to the Holy Ghost and most of us walk in here and walk out? I've done it. I have got an answer to that, and I hope he never gives me a visual. Guys, it's, it's time. You see, they had allowed that to happen in the actual temple. The temple. We get away with it here. We get away with it here. It's time to see the writing on the wall. God did not die for you to continue to live in the mud. And you can't keep one foot out of the mud and one foot into the mud. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. Be holy, for I am holy. Stop worshiping the world and coming in here. You know, I, I heard a preacher say this one time. He said, some of you guys go out all week long and you sow seeds. Woo, sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. Hallelujah. Yeah, but you come back in church and you pray for a crop failure. Because what you've been sowing all week long is not godly. As the writing is on the wall. If you were to die and go to heaven to meet the Lord today, would your life be acceptable or would you have to try to justify some things? Can I tell you, there is no justification. There's none. There's things I've got to answer for. I know that. But when I stand before my maker, I, I want to know that I'm standing there. Lord, I did all I could do. And you see, when, when, when we look, they didn't have this book. They didn't have it. The apostles didn't have it. They had letters that were written and they would hand them around. They didn't have this. We have the Bible. Put up Daniel 5.22 for me. But you, Belshazzar, have not humbled yourself, though you knew all of this. 
We know the wages of sin is death. We know these things are ungodly and, and God does not approve of them, but yet we do it anyways. And we make excuses. And we make excuses. Guys, we've got to stop with the excuses. We've got to just literally say, God, I can't do this. Set me free. And either his blood is enough or it's not. It's, it's time to stop saying, well, this addiction is a chemical addiction, and it also affects my mind, and it affects this, and it affects that. Either the blood is enough or it's not. Can, can I tell you that, yeah, there may be some lasting effects in there, but when we begin to cry out to God and say, God, I don't want this anymore, it's like a, a, my pastor told me a story years ago that he, he said there was a guy came up to the altar and he laid his cigarettes down at the altar and said, I want to stop smoking. He said, okay. So he said, pray this with me. Dear God, if I pick up another cigarette, kill me dead. Well, hold on a second. No, 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 no. You said you won't stop. Kill me dead. No, no, I can't say that. We're not serious. We play with it. And next thing you know, we find ourselves at a table raising goblets. We find ourselves at a table eating of things that we should never have ate of. Guys, it's, it's time. I, I'm, I'm not a holiness-only preacher, but it's time. Because I can tell you this. Growing up as not a church kid, I watched the Christians that went back and forth. And I laughed. And I laughed. As they tried to tell me how bad I was, and I'm sitting here, you were at the same bar I was last night. What are you talking about? I saw you with so-and-so. I saw you with, don't, don't even try that with me. You see, we can't be those people anymore. Lukewarm Christians is, is we can't be. You're, we've got to be hot. We've got to be on fire because the days are short, and God is wanting to use you to reach the world. And I've told you this, and I keep driving this point home. If the only reason God saved you was to bring you to heaven, he should have killed you after you said, God, forgive me. But he didn't. He said, go ye therefore. Be my witnesses. Go teach them, showing them my ways. It's time for us to be different. It's time for us to be different. Because the days of just living a religious life and, and, and the world is just going to accept you and, and, oh, yeah, pray with me about Jesus. That's no. The world wants to see Christians with power. And you're not going to have power and authority in your life when you are ta-ta in sin. When you were just, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I can control this. No, you can't. If you could, you wouldn't need Jesus. If you would, you wouldn't need him. If you could. So listen, I want to pray for us today that we'll see the wall. We'll see the writing on that wall and say, God, let that not be me. Deal with me. Yeah, sure. Deal with me. She's going to, the piano, so bring it down. Deal with me. Deal with me now so you don't have to deal with me later. Let judgment start in the house of God. Let it start with the people of God. Instead of airing all the dirty laundry out on Facebook. I want to watch the posts where people are posting that I went out and prayed for somebody and this happened. I went out and told somebody and this happened. I want to see those. Not another, they caught this pastor in sin. They caught this person in sin. The world is waiting on you to fall on your face. 
Listen, we can't be that anymore because you know better. You know better. So listen, if you're here today, I just want to give you an invitation first and foremost that if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you would say, Pastor, I'm not, I'm not walking the life I'm supposed to be. I'm, I'm not right with God. How about we just put it like that? We use all that Christianese, but you know what I'm saying. I want you to raise your hand up because I want to pray with you specifically and say, I need Jesus today. I need his mercy and grace every day. But I'm talking about those that would say today, I am not right with God. And I know I'm not right. Listen, I ran away from God for a couple years and listened to the lies in my head until I came back and said, God, I'm done. So I understand that. So if you're here, I just want you to slip your hand up so I know who you are so I can talk to you after service. So, amen. So listen, if you're here today and you want prayer, I want you to come up front and put your mask on. I'll put my mask on. We'll grab the hand sanitizer. We want to pray for you. If, you're, if you've got things in your life that you say, you know what, I need help. I need to set free. I need to get past. I'm, I'm tired of being that person. I want to be somebody new. I just want you to come up front quickly. Yeah, I know I'm calling you to come up front and now everybody's going to know your business. Listen, they're going to know it one day anyways. I live in a glass house anyways. I'm a pastor. Everything I do goes. But I'm not talking about sin that's bringing you to hell. I'm talking about things that are keeping you from walking in power. I'm talking about things that you say, you know what? I just want to get past this. Maybe you get angry too much. Maybe you do whatever. I'm just throwing things out there. None of us are perfect, guys. I just want you to hurry up and come up here because I want to pray with you this morning. And again, I'll put my mask on. I got hand sanitizer. We got all that stuff. So, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for moving in the people today. I thank you for your word that it is truth and it is life. Lord, and your word brings us closer to you every day. Your word reveals who you are. Your word reveals your nature and your love. God, we need you more today. Lord, I want to be closer to you. Come on, if you need prayer, I want you to come up here. I'm going to get my mask so I can pray with him. Jesus. Yeah, Micah, you're going to have to zoom out.
Come on, guys. Pray with me. I can't stay here. Turn the mic on. Father, we thank you. Lord, touch them, Father. Let your spirit, Father, just move through him today. Father, we thank you. Listen, the altar's not a bad place. Altar is not a bad place. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Mm. Father, we call out to you today. call out for your spirit, oh God. We want to be different. We want to be different, God. guys continue to pray maybe you're online and you've made a confession of faith today or you need prayer just go to our website and there's a connection form right there newlifeag.church and and just go there and and fill out that connection form and i'll reach out to you i'll reach out and we'll pray together and find you a church that you can you can participate in you can be a family of Stand up with me this moment. Another one pray with. Hold on. Come pray with her. Hey, I don't want to miss nobody. As we were worshiping today, I kept hearing the Lord say, and when you talk about Martha and Mary, that's that's a real struggle for lots of us in here. The spirit is willing, but the flesh isn't a lot of times when the Lord's saying something to you to to speak. At least it is for me. But I kept hearing him say, yes, I am high and seated on the throne. But the hem of my garment is right here. It's right here. Whatever you need. It's, it's right here. We, we have that example in the Bible. And it's right here for us to touch for anything that we need because we know God is a God of impossibilities. But as I, And I didn't come forward and say that. And as I sat and listened to the message, I realized that he was waiting till now for me to say that. Because I don't think there's a one of us in here that wouldn't say that we want to touch the hem of his garment 
so that we can operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't think there's a one of us in here that doesn't want to see others saved. There's not a one of us in here that doesn't want to feel the Holy Spirit and be obedient to His Word. This message today was so powerful. It was so pertinent. It was so right now. And I just wonder how many of us want to come up here right now and say, and pray together that we want to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to be submissive to Him. We want to be listening so closely to Him that we can do and say and be His arms, His eyes, His feet, His legs. Ashley, I know you've been talking about that a whole lot, that we need to do that as a church. So how many of us today want to touch the hem of that garment and operate fully in the power of the Holy Spirit? I'm going to let you do the altar calls from now on. Just keep going. Hallelujah. Just smiling. <laughs> you know, I just just feel it in my spirit right now and it just, just brings tears. So many churches are struggling to even get people to attend. We've never had that problem. We've continued to grow throughout and we've seen salvations and people being touched. But look at the number of people that are standing at the altar today to say, we want to be the feet. We want to be the hands. We want to be used. And so many churches are empty. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Father, you see him, Lord. They're standing there saying, here I am, oh God. Call you sister, you fuss at me. Miss Barbara. She fusses when I say sister. I saw an image earlier and I didn't understand what it is, but now I do. Now I do. I saw an image earlier of a of a shaft of light coming this way. But then I saw something else moving this way. And as it hit, it just spread out. Almost like it was spinning, but it just it just spread out. And you know what I think that is now that I see this? It was your willingness. And his spirit coming down saying, here it is. The same thing that happened on the day of Pentecost when the spirit hit them. There was a joining together. My willingness, his spirit goes forth. So raise your hands. Father, I thank you for people that are willing to be used. People that are, that are feeling the call. People that are wanting to be separate. Father, I pray that through the power of your word and through your spirit, they will be empowered once again 
the power of the Holy Spirit. I release it right now. God, we stand in unity of spirit and faith today. Standing at your altar, God. Saying, Holy Spirit, fall on us again. Let the fire fall. Lord, not only for us, but for our community, God, because our community needs you. Use us. Empower us to be witnesses, but not only in word, but in our actions and in power. Father, I release the people to operate in your authority. You said that the things that you did, we will do greater, and I release that over them right now, and I charge them with it through your word and your spirit that they will go and do greater. Lord, we await for the miracles and the testimonies of lives changed, people set free, people saved, whole families, the course of their families changed because of what you have done right here today. Father, I bless your people. Lord, that I release health over them, protection in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just love it. Jesus. Guys, this is what we got to get back to. Saying, God, I need to just be at your altar. I need to be in your presence. That's why we worship long like we do. That's why we have so much fun in worship. Because so many places don't have this at all. So you know what? Let's go and turn the world upside down. That was 12 of them. We got a whole lot more than that in here. Amen. But go out and represent Christ in everything you do. Don't be flipping over the tables at the restaurant. <laughs> Tip your waitress or waiter good because Christians are the stingiest on Sunday, they say. Ask a waiter or waitress. But listen, we need to go out and change the world. Amen. Listen, I love you guys. Listen, if you weren't here last week, uh, we have somebody in the church that gave some uh, stuff for thank uh, Thanksgiving. Jesus. <sighs> Hallelujah. I'm ready to eat. No. Um, we have the gifts right over here behind Sister Thelma. Uh, they're Valentine's gifts. Uh, if you were not here, it's one one per family, I think it was, or uh, person, Wendy. Okay. Yeah. So if you didn't get one last week, just grab for who's here because we want to try to make sure if you weren't able to grab one. Amen. So listen, I love you. Come on. Let's, can we give God one more praise clap today? At least one more. Hallelujah. Listen, he is amazing. We will have church on Wednesday. Come on. We're going to be here on Wednesday, and we're going to be worshiping God. We're going to have a good time. I don't know if we're going to have first Wednesday worship or not yet. I don't know. Well, no, that's not even this week, so never mind. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm way ahead. Whew. Uh, but listen, our children are in the back. Uh, make sure you get your children. I love them, but they got to go home with you. Uh, so love you guys. If you're a visitor, please fill out your card and leave it for us, and uh, we will see you Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Amen.